The reality is is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Tracy Newman. My presence is a gift, so remember the thank you note. Lily. Some people say I'm too much, but she's just starting. Marl Farsi. Reading is fundamental, and in Farsi, the reads are monumental. Tracy Masters. When you're the master of your own destiny, no one can take you down. Amanda Agosti. Some Amandas are tech spots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. It may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bretrude. If you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan. I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada. People are intimidated by my great success and my great ass. Deepa Kanapoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinidhi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth The secret to my success is staying out of your BS. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Happy Chinese New Year. Happy Lunar New Year. Oh, happy Lunar New Year to you as well. (laughs) I saw this um, stand-up clip, and I I don't remember the comedian's name, but it was on Netflix Golden, if you follow that, which I follow. And Netflix Golden is all Asian content on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, they posted this stand-up, and it was about, like, how Chinese New Year, like, is all about you you wish wealth on people. Like, I hope mm-hmm. you get rich. That's yeah. what – it's not Happy New Year. It's I hope you get rich. So I hope you get rich. Oh, thank you. I hope you get <laughs> rich, too. Uh, sponsor us on Patreon. <laughs> uh, hey, wait! Somebody just sponsored us. New Patreon. <laughs> well, speaking of Patreon, today we're going to talk about Salt Lake City and Summer House. But we have two questions from our Patreon um, from mm-hmm. the Ask Your Auntie section. One mm-hmm. is related to Salt Lake City, and one is not. So I'm going to start with the not related to Salt Lake City. First. Okay. Okay. And I feel bad because this is posted a couple months ago and I just missed it. So I'm a piece Aww. of shit. But it's no, hard. I am too. I mean, just, you know, let's share the blame. We're both pieces of shit. Yeah, be a piece of shit. <laughs> I know you don't want to call me a piece of shit and that's why you're not saying <laughs> Never. But I am too. I'll take it. Okay, great. I'm glad we're both in this together. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, our friend Jada. She said, mm-hmm. hi, aunties. I'm oh. eloping. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I'm eloping in a few months, private mm-hmm. ceremony, but going for dramatics with a beautiful lace gown with long train and a spicy waterfall style bouquet. Okay. Amazing. Mm. Is it acceptable? What's for a me- spicy? Waterfall? I think it just means like, like 
like it's kind it, of it, when I imagine yeah. spicy bouquet, I think a, a bouquet of peppers. Which yeah, I'm like, amazing. is it going to be like the colorful peppers pitch? <laughs> like mirchi. Which, if, by the way, you haven't, you should. You should have a yeah, pepper bouquet. Yeah, you have decorated, pe- you know, you know the colorful decorative peppers. Did you yeah. Add to it? yeah. Okay, but that wasn't the question. The question yeah. is, is it acceptable for me to walk down the aisle to the Succession TV show theme song? Because that song is life. Oh, my God. And that would be awesome. Can you yeah. imagine? Yes. Absolutely, you should. Absolutely. It is and the best you know, song ever. And you know, it may be a little foreboarding of the of the marriage, but you know what marriage isn't a succession episode. I mean, the most successful marriages are a succession kind of theme, you know? That's that's how we feel like our lives are. I don't know what that means, but sure. I do think that your guests might think that you um, are just super rich. I'd be like, oh, those people commit crimes, but they're so rich it doesn't even matter. This is the music if you don't know the music from Succession. Amazing. It's beautiful. Could you imagine? It makes me want to get married. I know. I'm like imagining her walking down the aisle to this. This is so sexy. It is. It is. Oh, the strings. Oh, my God. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, Jada, if you haven't done this, if you haven't gotten married do it, yet. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. My cousin is getting married in a couple of weeks, and I did suggest that for him. And mm-hmm. my whole family shot it down because they were like, Mm, he's like a nerdy brown guy. Like, I don't think that that really works for him. What? How does it not work for him? Like, what does nerdy brown guy have to well, do with Because you know it's a Daisy wedding, so you can't, we're not, like, you You have epic music when you walk in from the groom side, but you yeah. don't have succession music. It's, like, too classy. It's, like, too classy and too sexy for, like, a dopey what are they guy gonna in a play buggy. Then? What are they going to play uh, if they're not playing succession music? What are they doing? Like, like what are they going to play? Like a doll, like yeah, uh, like, like music. Indian, yeah, okay, yeah. I still thought whatever it could be succession, but whatever. But anyway, Jada, I think it you works. Do it. it does work for a bride because she was. You have to walk at a certain pace, yes. And I think for a Christian bride walking down the aisle, this yeah. would definitely work. Oh my yeah. god, what a yeah. brilliant idea, Jada! And congratulations, Ooh. by the way. Yeah, congratulations to you. Western yeah. brides get really great songs to walk down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Daisy Harold brides, approves. Harold yeah, Harold approves. approves. <laughs> okay. The next question is is, is from our friend Megan Shaw. Uh huh. She said, Hi. "So Jenny got fired." Which, by the way, we haven't updated. Yeah, Jenny did yeah. get fired. Jenny did last, get fired. And time. then she posted a crazy, crazy video. That Instagram live. the one black friend that she you know walked off the street. Okay, by the way, he wasn't even from Utah. He like she flew in a black man <laughs> for this Instagram live. Yeah. Okay. But Jenny, if you had played it right, you could Mary could be sitting next to you. But God, what? I hope Jenny's not listening to us. <laughs> okay. So Megan uh, said, so Jenny got fired. Assume yeah. it is because she was A, expendable as a first season nobody, and B, Jenny was explicitly violently racist. Uh, in written documents 
Could it be argued by Bravo that while Ramona is horrible and says Mm. terrible things, her actions and words are not violent and could be classified as quote unquote opinions Mm. and not physically threatening. Mm. She also said, I'm not saying that this is okay, but thinking out loud about how the rich, likely white men are thinking Mm. about this. And of course, Mm. these execs love to make examples of their black employees, women of color, like Kenya, Nini, Monique, Mm -hmm. Um, but either ignore their offensive white employees or just cancel the show outright rather than address it head on. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) I I see where... Ramona can slip through the cracks because she's terrible to everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like she is just a terrible person per se and she's terrible to everybody. She is, she says horrible things about everyone and therefore she's not necessarily coming from a point of view where Jenny was so explicit and said things about a race, about a movement. And she Mm -hmm. went, on the offensive and she um, offended a whole uh, community and a very specific community mm-hmm. at that and not necessarily everybody around her like you know so maybe that's where they can they, that's where um, um, Ramona can slip through the cracks this is true for all the years that we have seen Ramona though mm-hmm. this is like maybe true for the past 10 years but we cannot have this to be true going forward. That's yeah. the point that things have changed. We all of us tolerated a terrible Ramona, you and yes. I included. Yeah, we tolerated a terrible Ramona, knowing she's terrible. But as a society, we have matured, and we yeah. have we are at a point where we cannot, you know, condone somebody for just being a terrible person. Because that's how we ended up with the four-year nightmare that we were in. Because that person also, somebody that Ramona looks up to, was terrible to everybody around him. Yeah. It's a difference. It's that how we have changed Mm post-2016 is that we cannot tolerate this anymore. We cannot. Yeah, I agree. And I do think that the Bravo execs, I mean, who knows what they're thinking, but I do think that there is always a quick jump to make an example out of a person of color. It's always a quick jump to, uh, you know, um, make a statement about a black employee or anything like that. But Ramona, yeah, there's never been a statement about her. I mean, I was shocked that there was not a statement posted about anything after Black Shabbat. Yeah. That was a very anti-Semitic episode. That was an right, anti-Semitic was. episode. Yes. She was and being was, anti-Semitic the whole yeah, time. Right. And, and not was, a single statement was made about that. And I think that that is really, it's really telling. It's really sad that like considering Andy Cohen, he's a Jewish man. Like mm-hmm. I'm shocked that it was never brought up. I mean, yeah. that feels like an entire lifetime ago, but. Yeah. It, and I don't think he has had Ramona since then. Has he had Ramona on his show since I feel then? like he has. I feel no, like he's, feel he's like he had hasn't. her for a girl's trip. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Oof. I know. Who yeah. knows? Great yeah. questions, guys. Yeah. If you'd like to ask us questions, you can sign up on our Patreon to do that. Yeah. All right. Read it out. Yeah. Mostly we agree with everything you guys say. But yeah, because you're our besties. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. What a great episode. Awesome. 
awesome episode only because I had no idea where it was going mm-hmm. through the whole thing. It was like, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what's next? It was like a surprise around every corner. <laughs> Every turn, every eye blink, I had a whole new issue that was being discussed. It was so chaotic. It was like a fun house mirror, like a, a mirror fun yes. house, right? Of yes. like, you go in and every corner you turn, it's like you see a view of these women from like a different lens, which is just yeah. wackier than the last lens. Like that's yeah, what it felt like. like. You, like you said, everybody was wrong and everybody was right. Oh, that's so good. So the ladies, we open up back in Zion and Mm -hmm. things are looking positive. People are doing activities like going to the spa and ATVing and horseback riding. Arranging a basket in the room that keeps falling over. Mary Mary kept putting together. She had this little basket that would not stand up right. It's not like she was just like pushing existing things in the room into a corner because she didn't (laughs) want to deal with it. Lisa and Heather are bonding, but really they're just talking shit about Meredith. Whitney and Jen are bonding, but they're really Mm -hmm. just theorizing about Meredith. Mm -hmm. My favorite part was Heather being like, Lisa, I really feel for you. And Lisa goes, I feel for me too. (laughs) See, these are the moments that I do love Lisa being on my TV. Again, first of all, let's just say this whole episode – no one is iconic, no one is right, no one is great, but everybody is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we have to recognize that let's not do teams of X, Y, and Z. There are no teams here. Mm-hmm. We are all like, we have to watch them and take them in for that comedic value. Really, please. I just hope that people understand that this is a comedy. <laughs> yeah. it. You know, I wonder if it is because it's Shed Media. It's a New York it's the New York yeah. production. But there's yeah. something about the way the ladies navigate in Salt Lake City that, like, if you think about New York, like, I don't think the women knew what a big deal Housewives was going to become. But they're very yeah. aware of what a big deal they are. But yeah. they also know that, like, this is their job. This is a big deal. They're icons now, pop yeah. culture people. And they're yeah. going to, like, work for their paycheck because this is what the people want to see. Yeah. But they fell into that because because they were already part of this smaller thing that became huge. Yeah. Salt Lake City, it's they already know that it's a big thing. They know it, that they've been given this like massive correct. opportunity. So they're also just trying to get through it because they need to make a show, because they need to collect the check. They're not actually friends. They're just coworkers. So it's yeah. like a similar mindset. Yeah. But there's no actual love between yes. any of them. Like, any there's no actual them. love between. I mean, the New even York between girls. Heather and Whitney, there were there was like some, like Heather was showing her how to canter and gallop, and Whitney was like, "Huh? Yeah." She was looking at her like, "I don't understand this. This is crazy." And yeah, I don't know. It was yeah. They felt even Heather and Whitney seemed like meh. Yeah. Um, basically Lisa and Heather and Whitney and Jen are talking about the same thing, which is they're still trying to figure out whether or not this memorial happened that Meredith went to. And it's like, it's so stupid because one, it's so offensive and two, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when the actual memorial was. If her father passed away, let's say the memorial was on a Tuesday and they went to Vail on a Thursday or a Wednesday if she wanted to spend two days with her family afterwards, that's okay. Like, 
that's a crazy thing to be speculating about. Mm-hmm. And then Jen is like, I think it's fair to speculate about Meredith because Meredith didn't worry about speculating about me. And I'm like, you, 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 you the, 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 the fucking the, the, Just stop. Of- don't, don't, don't <laughs> even try to ra- ra- rationalize that. <laughs> the fact that, so basically her, Mer- Heather and Whitney woke up and they were like, okay, today we are going to be bad weather. Yeah. We are going to go, we are going to. You know, divide and conquer. You go with Jen to remind her why she's mad at Meredith. And I'll go with Lisa and remind her why she should be ma- mad at Meredith. Yeah. And we'll do this thing, right? So they go and then Whitney gets like all, you know, muddy faced or whatever. And she's sitting there. And then Jen says, of all people, Jen says, Meredith went from zero to 500. Yeah. And I don't understand that. Like, <laughs> what? And it's with crazy. what? It's crazy because like... This is Jen Shaw, who like famously threatened Whitney multiple times that she was going mm-hmm. to drown her. Yeah, you literally on the trip over, you went from zero yeah. to five hundred on Lisa. <laughs> like, what? what are you talking about? Then she says, "Mary is so mean to everybody." She says the word hor- most horrible things. She's so mean to people, and then we have to get together and just forget about it. And I'm like. Wait, are you talking about yourself? Yes. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, they can't put Way up to your be Candace self-aware. mirrors. <laughs> put up your Candace mirrors because the projection is crazy. I know. <laughs> Jenny, Mary, and Meredith go to the spot, and this is where Mary introduces all of us to the power of no. I was in love with Mary. I am a quite a pushover. If I had been asked to bring a blanket, I would have and been miserable about it. Like, why are you treating me like a maid? I would have had thoughts about it, but, and I have had a hard time saying no to people. I still, I'm still learning to say no and not feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. But Mary, I just love the fact that she is so confident in who she is, whatever she may be, this special alien that we we are watching on tv she is just knows who she is and she is not she's gonna say no when she doesn't want to do something she's gonna say no yeah and she's gonna be okay with it she doesn't feel uh, an ounce of guilt about saying no and i wish i was like mary i was yeah. i wish i was more like mary <laughs> what's that bethany has a book right the power of yes or the place of yes yeah something of that sort it's like the power of no yeah, this is Mary. Mary is coming from a place of no, and no. I love it. I love it. They I go- think she knows that she was made fun of in the first season. Mm-hmm. She was the butt of the joke. She knows that, and she knows that everybody is, and she's been told over and over again that people are questioning her, uh, her church, and they think it's a cult, and they're questioning her marriage and all of that. So every time one of those personal questions come up, She's like, no, I'm not going to engage. Yeah. And she shouldn't have to. Yeah. And it's totally okay, right? Because, again, these are all women that are sitting around at a table with a woman who was not arrested just by the FBI, but two other bodies of law enforcement came to collect her. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting around talking about memorials and churches. Like, I think that that's insane we're talking about how rude somebody is you're talking about how rude mary is to jenny when jen shaw literally got up and put her finger in lisa barlow's face and was about to smack her like that seems crazy to me right it's like if if 
the whole um, Dorit came 40 minutes late to meet with Teddy happened the same year as Erica Jane getting Erica Jane going through all of this criminal yes. stuff. And all people wanted to talk about was that Teddy uh, Dorit was late for Teddy. Yeah, it's it's Harry Hamlin's tomato sauce. That's yes. what it is. <laughs> True. I could have leaned into the same season. Yes. If yeah. we had more, if people were, all they could talk about was Harry Hamlin's tomato sauce. And then I mean, Lisa it. really tried it with the Harry yeah, Hamlin's tomato sauce. Yeah. So they have this Cinco de Mayo party, which is just horribly appropriated. It's a terrible reason to have the party. Jen says that it's because of Mary's offensive comment about Mexicans. And that made me feel weird. She called, Mary called her a Mexican thug. Mm-hmm. So... Because Mary was that said that Jen is going to appropriate Mexican culture and have a Cinco de Mayo party. Yeah, it was not May. Yeah, no, it I wasn't don't. May. It wasn't mm-hmm. May. It was mm-hmm. early spring. Well, technically, May is early spring. Yeah, but I mean, it, it felt like March is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then Heather brought out flowers to dress everybody like Frida Kahlo or Midsommar. I wasn't sure. It was really bad. <laughs> It was horrible. It was. Meredith attends the dinner, but before she does, she tells Whitney that she doesn't want to accept Jen's gifts purchased using Bengay money. So let's talk about that, okay? Mm-hmm. So all morning, Whitney and Heather spend their time getting everybody against Mer- Meredith. Mm-hmm. So get everybody riled up against Mary and Meredith. And then Meredith in the afternoon decides, well, no, no, no. I'm going to make everybody go against Jen. So let me bring it back to focus on Jen. Let's do that. So she goes into Whitney's room to try and get Whitney on her side. Whitney is like, oh, no, but I already have another another topic focus coming on. I don't want to go to the Jen side of she's like, Whitney is like, I'm already I already have rallied the troops against you, Meredith. Yeah. And now you are trying to rally me against Jen. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And also I think like Meredith, because she's just so heavily medicated, is like not fast enough to have that conversation. Whereas the Whitney is like firing on all cylinders, like ready to go. Meredith like took her whole day. She went to the spa. She came back from the spa and took a nap. And then after she woke up from her nap, she decided, okay, now's my time. And you know, she probably got like I'm gonna bring the focus back to Jen. And if Jen is gonna have this party and Jen said she has no money then I shouldn't be at the party. Meredith, that's not how it works. You are not going to be blamed for attending a party that Jen might throw because Jen said she's broke. Yeah, like the government isn't going to be like, can you please throw up your food that you ate that day? (laughs) At the most, the government might ask, who do you think paid for that party? And you can say, I don't know. Yeah. Jen was the hostess. I attended. I don't know who paid for it, though. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to know. Mm-hmm. Why would you want, why would you say no to the party? Because it was Jen. You can say, I don't want to be part of the party, but not, not because of this reason. It was the most idiotic conversation. It was the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Mary at this point, then at dinner, just pisses everybody off and it kicks off this like madness. This like, but wait, before what? that, Jen gives them all necklaces, two chain oh, yeah. necklaces. At the dinner, 
and Meredith accepts it. Fine. That's all of a sudden. Now, that is something you should worry about. And she yes. doesn't open her mouth at all. She doesn't say a single thing. Not and you can word. see Whitney looking at Meredith like, is she going to take it? Is she going to say something? Meredith, like, Whitney is like, oh, my God, is this happening now? Is yeah. that going to be the topic of conversation? And then Meredith doesn't do anything. And so Whitney then decides, okay, I will yeah. stir the pot. Yeah. <laughs> Whitney kind of starts to stir the pot, but not really, because no. as she's about to, Mary says, I'm too fucking cold. I got to go inside. And this yeah. is where Mary starts to say no to everything. And it kicks off this madness, which was amazing. But I made a list of all the things that Mary said no to. Oh, awesome. She said, no, I won't get you a blanket. No, I don't want to be. Let's a- start at the very beginning. She said no to Jenny asking questions about her husband. That was yes. the first, very said, first no. She said, I don't want to tell you about my husband. Mm-hmm. No, I won't get you a blanket. No, mm-hmm. I don't want to be your friend, Jenny. No, we mm-hmm. are not real friends to everybody else. Yeah. No, I don't think you're a good mom, Lisa, because you yeah. feed your kids fast food. <laughs> no, you don't have a husband, Heather. And no, Lisa, you cannot come to my church. Yeah. <laughs> what a woman. I know. This was a Mary Cosby episode, guys. Stop thinking about Lisa. It was a Mary Cosby, low-key Mary Cosby episode. Yeah, because Lisa may have had a hot mic moment hidden in a room, unable to say what she wants to say to people's faces. But Mary sat at that table and said, we're not real friends. I don't fuck with you like that. You go get your own fucking blanket. Like, who do I look like to you? By the way, Heather, stop telling me to be nice to Jenny because her husband paid for something. You don't even have a husband. Like, And by the way, Lisa, feed your kids some real food. <laughs> nutrition. She did like a, nutrition. She did an after show where she talked about how it was so misogynistic. Oh, my God. It was so yeah. bad. She was like, you know, it's a woman's role. You make a nice warm meal for your husband, for your kids. You take care of them. I'm like, you know what, Mary? No, <laughs> we're not doing that. But, oh, my God. No. But you are. But And she ended that whole thought with, I love my son. And I was like, that what? <laughs> Like, yeah, Mary was awesome. I loved everything Mary this time. She was amazing. Yeah, she was. Heather tried to come for Mary by using an old played out trope. And even Mary looked at her like, yeah, I know. Like, she was like, your step granddaddy is your husband. And it was like, even Mary looked at her like, okay. So what happened was they were trying to get uh, Mary to say why she didn't like Jenny. And Mary said, I don't have to tell you why. I just don't like her. And then they were like, why aren't you nice to her? And Mary was like, why do I have to be nice to her? I don't like her. And then they were like, but, you know, she's part of this team. She's part of our cast. Her husband paid for this trip, too. And Mary was like, what is her husband paying? What Mary wanted to say was, what does her husband paying for this have to do with me liking yeah of course i totally but she said what does her husband have to do with it and then jenny was like well he paid for the trip and so she was like well heather doesn't have a husband but she paid for the trip too (laughs) right but that's not how they talk they talk in like bits and pieces with no reasoning behind the way they but i don't think heather did pay for the trip heather didn't pay for the trip Oh, is that right? No, it was a it was a okay. gift from Seth and Justin and Dewey and oh, Coach yeah. and John. Yeah. So yeah, it's not from. I, I got Robert the whole. Re- 
I got the whole reason why she was saying the stuff about the husband. Yeah. But it just cracked me up that Mary's response to being told again that she's married to her step grandpa. She was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> I just love like, relax, relax. She was like, relax. Yeah. But she kind of <laughs> just looked at her like, you're getting so worked up and you're using an old like diss. It was yeah, so just stupid. like Heather says, I do you think I don't know that I don't have a husband? And Mary is like, Do you think I don't know that I'm married to my step granddaddy? Yeah. Like, it's exactly. facts. Exactly. Those are just facts. And then um, it's just like Lisa against everybody. It's Lisa against Mary, Lisa versus yeah. Jen for some reason. And then ultimately it lands on Lisa versus Meredith. And Meredith doesn't even know that Lisa's mad at her. Yeah. I think Meredith knows, but she's like, I have nothing to do with why Lisa is mad. If Lisa is mad, Lisa is the one talking to Jen. And if I'm not going to be involved too much with Lisa because of that. But she's like, I don't know. It's your, it's like what Meredith does is she lets everybody have their own private experience. She doesn't yes. come necessarily yes. come. Every time people pick on Mary, she doesn't come to Mary's defense. Yeah. But if they ask her about Mary point blank, she'll say, yeah, I don't think what she did was nice. But she's not going to go out of her way to talk shit. Um, admonish yeah. Mary. Yeah. She does the same thing with Lisa, actually. She doesn't go out of her way to criticize Lisa, but she doesn't go out of her way to defend Lisa either. I think that's the part that Lisa gets upset about is that Meredith is not seen to be on Team Lisa vocally when somebody is attacking Lisa. Yeah. And but Meredith is the same way to both of them. Yeah. She's she's like you guys are having a private experience. You guys have it. Don't involve me. All I want to talk about is how Jen Shah is a criminal. That's all yeah. I want to talk about. I mean, Meredith also has her own private experience because at some point in one of the fights, Lisa says, "I'm here for everybody. I'm a great friend to everybody. Nobody is here for me." Yeah. And later on, Meredith uses that exact line against Lisa and says, well, you just said that nobody's there for you. How do you think that made me feel? Which was like so slick and yeah. so sly and I kind of loved it. That's what hurts Lisa. At yeah, that point. That's, that's why Lisa goes, walks off. Yeah, that yeah. hurts Lisa. I wrote down the hot mic moment. You did? I did. Let's go. Let's okay. go. That's like a whole Tom, you know, going yeah. down the hill tirade. Yes. Go Meredith ahead. can go fuck herself. I'm done with her because I'm not a fucking whore and I don't cheat on my husband. Her and her dumb fucking family that poses. Why don't you own a house? You can't because your husband changes his job every five minutes. Fake Meredith is a piece of shit. I have your back and I'm offended by that. That fucking piece of shit garbage whore. <laughs> that was the one. That, that fucking piece of shit garbage whore was like that, the. That was, that was like a Daniel Staub level of no. Cursing. You know what that was? That was pieces of shit coke whore every day. That's what yeah. that was. <laughs> I fucking hate her. She's a whore and she's fucked half of New York. She can go fuck herself. Here, you can have your mic back. <laughs> so what Lisa said on uh, online was that she was in the room. She had turned her mic off and when she was going through this rant and she was changing and she was trying to quit and which is why she threw the mic at the uh, producer afterwards. But um, they caught her rant on a boom mic mm -hmm. and that's how it made it. <laughs> but yeah, they're not talking. They're not, you know, they're in a bad shape, Meredith and Lisa. Now, Meredith today posted a tweet and uh, she posted something on Instagram in her stories and she said, this is what a boom mic looks like. Did you see a boom mic outside or on the, in the mirror? No. 
There yeah. was no boom mic. She knew exactly no, what she was No, but she doing. threw the mic at somebody. And yeah, that somebody no, there was somebody there. Been holding, a mic, holding a boom mic. I don't boom think there were. Boom mic would be above. Yeah, but you would see it in the mirror, right? Uh, not at the, not in, if you were closer to the angle. I mean, angle. who cares? It depends on the angle. Yeah, but also I, who I, I want to believe Lisa. I don't, yeah, I actually. It, it's it, You either believe Lisa or you, or the, uh, the other option is that she knew exactly what she was saying into the mic and once she was done with the rant she threw the mic at saying here's my mic drop here i recorded what i yeah. wanted to say about her i said it now happy everybody happy about the fact that i had all this inside me and i got it out yeah i think yeah. it's it's funny because it's like either you believe meredith which is oh she intentionally said these disparaging things about me on camera and that makes mm. her horrible people a horrible person or you believe lisa which is she said these disparage this these disparaging things about me behind my back none of it is good so it's i'm not, not sure I, i'm not sure why we're even having a discussion about whether or not the mic was on or off because it's like half she still of new said york is things. upset half of new york is upset and we don't know if it's the half that slept with meredith or not <laughs> Wait, i yeah. don't know which half but half of new york is upset that they got dragged into the salt lake city fight i also want to add one more thing which was this is like the cherry on top of bad weather Mm-hmm. At, after Lisa leaves the table and she's having a meltdown in the background right. somewhere, Whitney manages to throw Lisa under the bus and brings up the memorial thing again. I'm like, Whitney. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think Whitney follows them. Yeah. Has a whole conversation about it that doesn't go anywhere. It only gets worse. Yeah. And, and Mary gets another chance to say no in that scene. It's amazing. <laughs> Let's uh let's talk about Summer House. Yeah. It was like I said, they came back, um, Kyle and Amanda, and all of a sudden they're in love again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had to just act like it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. But yeah. I always I'm now starting to pay attention to the people in the background who mm. are watching Kyle and Amanda. Cause you mm. can tell they're all just looking at each other like these two. I can't believe yeah. they're doing this. Like this yeah, is not worth the camera in. time. Yeah. The party ends with Lindsay throwing Lindsay showing her tits to somebody out the window. And I just love her. <laughs> she just like pulled one boob out. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Um she looked awesome on Watch What Happens Live too afterwards. Oh, I didn't watch it. How was that? Oh, you didn't watch Danielle was on for the first time. I know I didn't get a chance to. She was on for the first time and Andy welcomes her and says, Finally, you're here. And like, what? What? You invite? Did she turn down your invitation all these years, Andy? All right, Andrew, get out of here with this. I was like, "Fuck you!" You didn't invite her. He's so annoying. Um, (laughs) Well, speaking of Danielle, you had this Mm -hmm. whole thing with Danielle and Robert, and it made me laugh because Robert's version of like we had a big full blown fight. Like he's telling Lindsay the next day, he was like, "Oh, it was so bad. Like it did Mm -hmm. not go well. Things are not going well." And Lindsay's being like a sweet friend and she's like kind of, you know, consoling him or whatever. But I'm sure in Lindsay's mind, she's like, this is a full-blown fight. Like, nobody else in the house got involved with it. Like, this is not a full-blown fight. It's just like, oh, that's what a normal, healthy relationship is. (laughs) This was not even at the sandwich level fight. It was like, yeah. Oh, but then he comes later and he makes up for it. He surprises her. He makes her. a he's little so picnic sweet. and he's like has little candles laid out in a line. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Maya. 
because <gasps> she know. makes it a priority to clean the kitchen before she goes to bed. And right? I really appreciate that. On on Watch What Happens Live, they asked Lindsay and uh, Danielle, who was the filthiest of them all. And they both in unison screamed Sierra. Yes. And I was like, she's, uh, the whole house looks at Sierra like, when she says, I'm going to clean. I'm going to help you clean. And everybody's like, really? You're going to clean? She must be really filthy if these guys think she's filthy. Yeah. Oh, my Can God. Can you imagine that? That, like, that's your claim to fame, to be, like, an absolute pig person? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love Maya. Maya is so perfect. And she also recognizes, like, when um, when Craig is talking to Paige, she says he's, he's gaslighting you. Yeah. She's, like, she's being truly who she is. And I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah. I, I like hope I get lot. to see her more. Yeah. But go ahead and talk about Craig showing up. Yes. And Andrea and Paige being all awkward. Yeah. So what do you think about this whole thing because it starts with so i think it's a whole messy you know std field (laughs) yeah i don't know it's like how you're just going around sleeping with every male in the room well i don't want to slut show anybody that's not no but also the men are sleeping with everybody and outside and they're like i'm just thinking about craig coming from Kristen cavallari yeah. To here, and they're just going back and forth. It just feels like too much happening there. Well, one, I think that hopefully, I'd hope that everybody is using protection, protection. and that they aren't <laughs> spreading STDs. Um, but I think it was funny because initially, you know, the party starts with Paige being like, oh, I'm so lucky. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. Like, that whole the episode starts with like the end of the party and her feeling herself with like this hot Italian guy who like mm-hmm. makes her meals, which by the way, they he made up pasta last week and he just like boiled pasta and poured some sauce on top of it. And the yeah, ladies were like, the only their thing minds. is he like, says that he makes pa- uh, sauce from scratch, but he does not getting it out of the bottle, but then he does yeah. get it out of the bottle. Right? I didn't see yeah. him make sauce. You don't make sauce. You don't make authentic Italian sauce in half hour. No. I, I've watched enough Jersey to know how sauce is made. Okay? Yeah. I've lived Joe in Judice Jersey. has shown me. I've been in Jersey. I've lived in Jersey. I've lived with Italians. It takes a long time to get the perfect sauce done. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, but initially, you know, Paige at the 4th of July party is like really feeling herself really like into her everything. Mm. I'm this hot girl and I've got Andrea and this week I'm going to see Craig. And then we see her date with Craig Mm -hmm. and he's really being sweet. And they're like making out in the elevator. And she probably feels so good right now when she gets to the house and Craig is there. Mm. I was actually very proud of Andrea for like pulling Craig aside and having like an, an, a mature conversation yeah, he was, was worried like, about Craig and his friendship. Yeah. Craig, was th- Craig thought he was going to bring up Paige in the sense that how could you date her yeah. if I'm dating her and he's going to be all that, all about that. But Andrea was having a – he was like, dude, just let me know. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Andrea I was thought, straight- actually, I thought that was a good conversation. Yeah. Andrea was straight yeah. up like, hey – I just miss my friendship with you and I don't want to yeah. lose it over a girl. And I was like, oh, yeah. look at that. This is so lovely. 
Yeah. I think in Paige's mind, she was expecting these two men to be like fighting over her. I think that's you what think, she fantasized. You think she, that this, that's what she was, it was, she was setting it up to be. Yeah. I think in her yeah. mind, she was like, I'm this like cute, this like hot girl, which she is. Yeah. yeah. And these two men are going to fight over me. But that yeah. happened. And then the second thing that happened is, of course, Lindsay drank too much, got activated, mm-hmm. love her. Yeah. And she brought up this thing about Kristen Cavallari. It is so funny because they keep showing saying Kristen and blurring out her last name. And we're like, Yeah, yeah we know we who she know. is. Well, you- Paige is like fangirling. She's yeah. like, Paige is like, but I love her. Yeah. So I don't know how to feel about this because I like Craig. I should be jealous, but I also like Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Craig is horrible. He's screaming yeah. at her. He calls Lindsay a loser. He calls his best friend a loser. He calls he everybody. He was very know me, know me Craig. He was yeah. very much the Craig that we know in the Naomi's relationship that was always yelling and screaming. Yeah. And calling other people losers. Yeah. And I just thought it was an interesting turn because when Paige is no longer the center of the love triangle, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to be a part of it. Because exactly. as soon as that happens, as soon as she realizes, mm-hmm. oh, it's not actually Andrea and Craig and me. It's mm-hmm. actually Craig in the middle and me and Kristen Cavallari on the outside. Yeah, and, she and was I don't like, yeah, I, I don't, don't have a do chance. This. If Kristen Cavallari is truly interested, Paige doesn't have a chance. Yes. And that's, she's like, oh, shoot. Okay, this didn't work out well. And she has tears in her eyes. And Craig is, I don't know if Craig this is screaming is when, at her. Yeah, he's screaming at her and calling Lindsay a loser. And he pulls Sierra into it because he says Lindsay and and Austin dated for four years. And Sierra's like, what? They dated for four years? <laughs> like, he's just like... And Lindsay on Watch What Happens Live was like, no, I slept with them once. I've known him and been friends with them for four years. I slept with them once. I have yeah. never dated him. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, but yeah. that once there must have been a reason for it because what were you high what it's austin austin of all people yeah also it's interesting that Paige is having these like really regretful feelings and getting so upset about not being the center of the triangle because Mm -hmm. she also was raging mad at luke for putting hannah in a situation where she was not the center of the triangle right right yeah so which is why i don't know how i feel about Paige and craig's relationship i don't know if that's really a real relationship or it's just uh, one for tv convenience but well i think it's very telling that Paige would choose to be with this guy craig who is like i don't get it but a Mm -hmm. lot of people think he's like the hottest guy on bravo He's mm-hmm. the hottest young person on Bravo. Mm-hmm. So Paige wanting to be with that guy makes mm-hmm. sense because she feels like somebody who would be very into just being with the most popular, famous person there. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm glad that um, – I'm glad that um, our wonderful Carl dodged the bullet with Paige. Yeah. And I'm glad that he's, st- I want him to stop asking questions of Sierra. Let Sierra be. You don't want Sierra, Carl. No. I don't think he what he does. I yeah. think they tried it for like a half an episode and he was like, mm, I can't do this. No. She's actually yeah. too boring and too filthy. <laughs> now, Kyle and Amanda, they have this like scene in their apartment and it's mm-hmm. really dysfunctional because as soon as Kyle starts hysterically sobbing, Amanda's mm-hmm. wall comes completely down. And it almost feels like Amanda is fueled by Kyle's tears. 
That's and, why I think it's super, super toxic. Because and I have I to, think yeah. They push each other. They keep pushing each other until she breaks stuff. And then she pushes him until he breaks down and cries. Yeah. And, and that's their cycle. And they keep going through that cycle over and over again. And I have to point it out because if it was the opposite, right? If yeah. a guy was a jerk and yeah. if a girl got drunk, if if, yeah. if it was, a, I don't have to break it down, but if Kyle was the one that was angry at Amanda for something, mm-hmm. granted, we all thought, yes, he should be angry at Amanda for not picking up her phone, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until she started hysterically sobbing that he forgave her. Mm-hmm. We would say that's really fucked up. That's an abusive relationship. Yeah. And, and I think it's like a mutually just dysfunctional disaster. And right. we're all going to watch it, them get married both, in a couple of weeks. They are both borderline abusive to each other. Yeah. They do that all the time. And Kyle, this is not the first time Kyle has... The, remember the season that he cheated on her and then they got engaged later? Yeah. That season... That's how it went because she kept yelling and bullying him and crying and making a big deal of it until he broke down and started sobbing. Yeah. And then she forgave him. And she was like, fine. And then it was like engagement. It's so like she she wants him to break down and cry like that. And yeah. it's it, she feeds off of that. And he feeds off of annoying her to the point of having her get, you know, break stuff. And yeah. yell at him. It's it's just sickening. It's sickening. And I worry about the child that they'll bring into that kind of a toxic situation. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like is going to be horrible if yeah. they behave, continue to behave that way with each other. Yeah. The rumor was that they might be pregnant because when she was on Watch What Happens Live, she wore like a really big loose suit. I don't like mm-hmm. to, I don't like to speculate yeah. whether or not women are pregnant. It's like no, a weird but we thing. saw here she wears pajamas to parties. So no, well, that's true. That's that true. was such a mom moment when Lindsay, <laughs> oh, Lindsay? Said, Amanda, do you want to go change before we leave? It you was such that? a mom moment. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. But um, <laughs> Summer House is also funny because like they keep showing Alex, and it makes me laugh because. It seems like everybody is equally confused about why Alex is there. Like, they all kind of look at him like, why are you here? And they do this every season. Every season, they bring a person on the show where – Like Jules and, you know. Yeah, Jules, Jordan, that guy. um, I think his name was – I want to call him Naveen, but it wasn't Naveen. It was yeah, like no, no, no. I know which one. It was like Nima or something. Yeah, he had an Indian sort of name. He had an Indian name. Yeah, but he was Jewish, right? Yes. I can't remember what his name was. But, like, they all just, you know, come on. And I feel like the on day one, I'm sure the cast is like, these have to be new people from production. Like, this yeah. cannot be somebody that works yeah. with us. Danielle said on Watch What Happened Live, she's like, no, you, you guys have to give him a chance. He's really cool and he's really nice and you have to give him a chance. I was like, okay, for you, Danielle, I will give you a chance. Only for you, Danielle. Only for you, Danielle. (laughs) Yeah, I was. I said, I'll give him a chance. I'll just see what happens. I mean, whatever. What? How much protein did he eat this day? Oh my god, I didn't keep track this time. Uh, But he did tell us that he needs to look like an Avenger year round, and I was like, shut up, Alex. (laughs) Nobody needs you to look like an Avenger. Okay, I know. What are you avenging? (laughs) Carbs. Carbs. Herbs and parents wanted you to be a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah, you're just you're just <laughs> dealing with your Asian parents. It's okay. We've been there. Yeah, I know. 
All right. So, yeah. We didn't dive too deep into Salt Lake City because we may have used up all of our jokes yesterday. We recorded with the (laughs) Know That guys, and I think this episode is going to come out the same day as the Know That episode where we talked to Donnie and Quinn, and my stomach was hurting. I was crying. It was so much fun. If you want to get some of that content, you should go over there and listen. But um, that's it for this episode today. We'll talk to you guys on Saturday. Bye. The reality is, is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters. Jesse Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Rody. When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing God Save the Queen. The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat come to minnesota jill hirsch your petty drama can't take this warrior down jamie all some people call me cold but it's not me it's that minnesota weather sarah gibbs you may not like the cut of my jet but that's what you get from sarah gibbs richie d if you can't be cool you can't be with caduce megan shaw i may be a model but i'll never be a model minority samaj bledson the fun bus is here and i'm driving on the turn Mike. Eleanor Manning. I run with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name. The only thing I abstain from is your bullshit. Sarah Watkins, Philstein. Playtime is over. This mom means business. Laura Zielinski. Whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping, this mama brings the party. Jill Walsh. I made it up the hill myself and I'll kick any jack off. And finally, diamonds aren't a girl's best friend. John Friedman is.